Better on Draft podcast is recorded live in Detroit Sound Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back with your host, Dan, Nick, Ken, Rob, and Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 53 of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. It is Friday night, October 7th. Another great night here in the studio of that will not be named. Once again, my name is Ken. We got Rob. Where? Rob, what's going Wait, on? Where? Do I even the, have the a studio? Yeah, your mic's on. Your mic's hot. Your mic is good, good time. Is this good Baltimore time. Studios? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, we, like we, we, don't talk, we don't talk about it. Rob, what's going on? Uh, just, you know. The usual. The usual. Enjoyed another Friday. Getting ready for your wedding. Getting ready for the wedding. Got a, uh, went to. I'm sorry. Went to the, oh, thanks. Whatever <laughs> that the hell it is. <laughs> went to the city, got, uh, we went and got the, the marriage license, or applied for it, got all that good stuff, and just pretty much had a very, very busy first day off. First day off, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so now this, this weekend's going to be just absolutely insane with all the stuff that we got to do. Got a lot of, uh alcohol and water to buy and, and water and, and water because i mean you need the water after drinking all of that alcohol probably yeah. some wine I mean, too yeah a, a little little wine a some, pe- some people on that side of the family probably like wine um i think i'm buying up like six cases of wine yeah, yeah. Oh, good lord he, he is married an italian so you know <laughs> that's just for the first that's course. just stereotype yeah <laughs> That's that's the the hors d'oeuvres area before they get into the actual. Yeah, that's stereotype, Ken. You should drink nothing but vodka. Why aren't you doing that? Uh, why? Why? Because I'm Polish draft. and Italian. Vodka mixed with wine. There so, we go. Uh, why aren't you drinking that? I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking something else. I'm drinking uh, something that's not even close to wine. So what are you yeah. drinking though, Rob? Um. Well, I was kind of paying a uh, homage to you know this being a somewhat of a one year anniversary now. Or being over the one year anniversary, so I pretty much went to the cellar and just started digging out anything I had in bottles that was bottled at least a year ago. <laughs> so uh, for the moment, I am drinking a dark horse plead the fifth. Did you, did you bring any IPAs? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh yeah, of course. Did, did. Did you, those those the IPAs you will drink is if they're at least at a, a year old. Did you bring a Devil Dancer? I did not. Aww. I did not have a year old Devil Dancer. The last one I had was the one I gave you. I drank the, it. That you drank that. So it was I mean, delicious. The, like the closest I have, I have a one year old Bell's Oracle. So we'll I wonder see. how that will taste. Yeah. Did you bring it here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All here. right. We're going to be here. drinking that. So we'll, we'll feel like that. we're going to be drinking that. <laughs> All right. Dan, what's going on? Oh, hey. I've oh. been here for a while. I was the first one here. What's up? You're the first one. <laughs> Thanks for showing up tonight, guys. You show wow. up at seven, 7 o'clock and 30 seconds. Hey. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry about that. Oh, I mean, you made it before we uh, set our introduction. So I, I made it here before part time. I don't part-time. see him anywhere. Yeah, I have no idea where part time is. But I, th- we... I think he's out to dinner. <laughs> or the lollipop guilds meeting again. Oh, oh, so I'm not sure. with the Oompa Loompa jokes. Let's say Willy Wonka is having a meeting. 
I don't know. Well, we got Matt over there. What are you drinking, Matt? I'm just uh, sipping on this blood orange uh, honey from Sheboygan that magically appeared in the fridge. So You're welcome. Uh, thank you very much. It seems like you bought today. So that, that was awesome. I, I definitely appreciate that, and I will be consuming as much of this as I can before I head over as to As much of this as I can, yeah. Before <laughs> I head over to my number nines. Yeah, well, hopefully you save at least one more for me, so you can I'll, drink two. I'll see what I can do. Go ahead and drink five more. <laughs> five more. There's of the only four two, cans that were there. <laughs> go ahead and left. drink five more. What are you drinking, Dan? You got something over there. Yeah, PBR. Oh, yeah. yeah. A little tall boy. Good stuff, yeah. Staple. That's, yeah, pretty much. It is. You mad? Hell no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Dude, more upset is, that it's not a year old PBR. A year old PBR. I mean, an pretty, aged PBR. Pretty much there should be Vegas odds now on what you drink first, beginning the show. That's one of the squares on That's one of the squares. It's either like the, Newcastle. P, the PBR, the Newcastle, the or, the tr- or the Trooper. Bingo square. I haven't brought Trooper. Which I swear, I, I actually just saw like some sort of post about some new form of Trooper coming out. Well, no, Red and Black's been out. Or, three oh, the, yeah, it's the been Red and Black. three or four months. It's not new. Oh, okay. Just because yeah. you guys don't follow, oh, it's not something I put in my basement for a year. I, I don't know Ooh, what this is. Dude, I'm calling you out. I haven't listened to Iron Maiden in decades. It doesn't matter. I, th- I think he's referring <laughs> to when, when Ken, When's the last time Ken listened to Iron Maiden? Uh, Jesus Christ. Yesterday when I worked out. Did you? Oh, yeah. Well, regardless, <laughs> what does that have to do with the beer? It's like, I don't I don't know. I would, you just asked me a question of the last time I listened to Iron Maiden. <laughs> I've never listened to Pig Destroyer, but I've drank. Drinking, um, the you permanent drinking? funeral. Did you say drinking? I've drank in the permanent Dr- funeral. Drinking? Dr- yeah, <laughs> I've drank the permanent funeral how many times? Wait, so. wait, hold on a minute. Iron Maiden is the workout music? Oh, yeah. Maiden, Slayer... And then some things that I don't want to admit right now because you're looking at me judging already. <laughs> Miley no, Cyrus. No, I'm just No, no, because, Miley Cyrus. I mean, if, if you're going to go heavy for me, Pantera. Pantera's on there. That's Pantera. too heavy to lift to, though. Um, I'll tell you if you're oh, doing... I'll, I'll tell you a good cardio song, and if you've ever heard of them, anyone, no, not at all. Um, Sabaton Unbreakable, if you're doing cardio, is one of the best songs, and this song is uh, a few things. It's it's definitely a lot of metal and a lot of trance, so it's different depending on how I'm working out. Listen to Sabaton Unbreakable next time. I'll I'll definitely check that out. It's because it's a lot of I'll look it up on my phone when I'm... uh, uh, what do you call it? Add it to my uh, my workout list. So we got guests here. Yes, we do. They, they're, they're here. They're like wondering what the hell's going on. When are we going to uh, talk? So uh, Eastern Market Beer Company or Brewing Company? Brewing Company. Brewing Company. Yeah, All the right. Name right, Ken. Hey, shut up. <laughs> so we got Dan. We'll start with Dan. Dane, Dan, Dane, Dan, 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 and watch Paul. them leave yeah. in the next two minutes. <laughs> nah, nah. There's beer here. We're not leaving. Yeah. There's beer. <laughs> Maybe that's why nobody's ever left our show because there's be. beer, beer here. That could be. So we got Devin. Right. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, man? Um, thank you for having us on your inaugural, you know, podcast. Inaugural. inaugural. It's like number fifty. Annual. Is this fifty-three? Fifty-three. Yes. Annual. I think you meant anniversary. 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 Yeah. Is this the, is this the anniversary? No, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, close though. Something yeah. like that. that. I don't know. Fiftieth anniversary. It's it's close. Yeah. We've been doing this for a while. We've been drinking for a while. So what are you drinking though? So we are we have some Weihnachtsstephaner. Oh my gosh! Hey, the German takes over in me. I'm sorry. Whatever, Nevada. Never <laughs> know. It's the world's oldest brewery from 1040. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Some nice. fest beer. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And then we got Dane. Yep. There we Nailed go. It. Look at that. I'm got, I'm getting this now. Yeah, there you go. What are you drinking over there, Dane? I'm actually drinking the same thing. The same thing. Yeah. You guys like it? What do you What do you guys think of the beer? It's really good. Paul's actually, it's his favorite. I'm so. a Pilsner guy. I love Pilsners, Ooh. and I really like this particular one. I had it at Writing Co. last week, 
and I loved it. So I had to get a six pack and bring it here for you guys to try out. There's there's not too many people that enjoy pilsners like as their favorite um, their favorite style. Yes, I know <laughs> they give me a hard time, well, but I do enjoy them a lot. Oh, that that's fine. Yeah. Pilsners are definitely uh, a necessity in the market because it's crisp, it's easy to drink, it's yeah, uh, usually low ABV unless you have some type of. Can we do like imperial pilsners? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Yeah, it could be. Sure Is that like session imperial stout? <laughs> a session imperial stout. In the that- in that big article that was flying around the internet this week about uh, IPAs being oversaturated, if you actually read through it, uh, it talked about pilsners coming being like the next style up and coming because people are so frustrated with all the hops they just want something people drink that's crafty. I believe that. And pilsner is like the thing because they don't want to go all the way to lager, so they're they want something pilsner with a funny name or title. A funny name. <laughs> well, that's definitely something we could talk about uh, later in regards to the whole jumping the shark because I really think IPAs is is that trend, and I think soon, probably in like two years, it's going to be barrel aged too. I think barrel age sooner or later is just barrel going to fall. Pilsner? Or no, no, no. The, the, the fat barrel age. Period. I mean, you could barrel age a pilsner technically. You're going to lose everything on it, though. But but you can do it. That's can, the thing. You can do anything. That's like experimentation. We can do it. <laughs> so why we might not? as well try it. Yeah, why not? Right. And uh, so, Paul, are you drinking the same thing or are you drinking something else? We're all drinking the same thing. You're we all have drinking other the beers same here, thing. but we're all drinking the same thing right now. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So uh, who wants to talk about, you know, in regards to how you guys got started uh, with starting a brewery? This is your first one, I assume. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, you got that one correct. Yeah. I can, I can start and then all you right, guys go for in. it. But yeah, so we're, we're three college buddies. Uh, and we From where? We went to Northwestern. Um, I grew up in Michigan in Ann Arbor. Um, these are both Chicago guys. Yeah. Born and raised here. But I've slowly got them to migrate over to the great state of Michigan, and they're loving it. In Go Detroit Giants. In particular. What did you pay them? <laughs> First of all, they're Chicago guys. Where's the old style? Um, how do you, old how style can you be here. from Chicago and not bring us old style? Do you guys like those guys? I love old style. Okay. Like that's like the thing. Like the first thing I do when I get into the city is I'll drink an old style before I drink anything really? else. Oh yeah. Oh good lord. I, I'm well, that so guy. Nice What's that? The Cubbies are doing really well, so that's great for old style. Well, I mean, they haven't. They have. Well, what was the last time they won the World Series? Ninety one with Henry Rowan Gartner as the relief like, pitcher. Like a, yeah, I don't know. Over a hundred years ago. Yeah. You missed the rookie of the year joke there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Right, go on. Not a baseball guy. Or a movie guy. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, so, um, you know, it all started at my uh, my birthday party. These guys and a bunch of other friends surprised me on my 30th birthday, and I just bought a farm in Ann Arbor, and Devin's been homebrewing for seven or eight years, and uh, we were sitting on my back porch. We had had quite a few beers, and by the end of the night, we were, we were looking out at the barn, and Devin goes, what are you going to do with that barn? And, and we, I was like, I have no idea. we got to figure something out. And he's like, you should brew beer back there. The original plan was actually to get a really small brewing system. We would put it in my barn, and uh, and Devin would have his have his go and create some cool styles, and we'd just see what happened. And then I started to tell these guys in the city of Detroit how excited I was about its kind of revitalization. And we uh, we went to Easter Market one Saturday when I was doing the full sales pitch, and we came across a building with a phone number on the side of it, and we just called the phone number. It was a faded phone number. And next thing we know, we we're buying the building, and we realized we we're in much deeper than we thought. <laughs> we needed a full-time brewer, so we've ha- we've hired uh, Hazen Schumacher, who has a great German name. There we go. And uh, he he was at Atwater for 16 years. Actually, started his career at Bell's, and so he's really excited to get back into the small batch craft brewing. And he'll be our head brewer. Yeah. Anything you guys want to add? No. So, no. It's, 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 it's great to be in so, Detroit. Oh, so hold on. You so you bought a farm. 
Yeah. Why? Well, so uh, I grew up. In <laughs> I want to hear this plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the farm had nothing to do with the brewery, but uh, I grew up in Ann Arbor and uh, grew up on some property and just thought it would be. My my wife also grew up in Ann Arbor, and we thought it'd be cool to have land. We just had a baby. We've got a six-month-old, and so we thought it'd be cool to raise her on some farmland. But right now, we're not doing anything with the barn. So you weren't growing corn or anything? You're we're like, not growing oh, anything no, right now. <laughs> and now with the brewery started, we're so busy that we don't have time to do anything for Are you going to try to brew, uh, grow some hops on your field or anything crazy like that? Uh, we actually did get a second property, um, and we're going to start growing hops there. Um, it takes about three years to get full yield out of yeah. your hops. So in the spring, we'll first plant them, and then hopefully start using them maybe in a year or two when they're not fully developed and then hopefully supply our own hops and also to other people. There's no money in hops, but we thought it'd be cool to have some of our own hops and be a good experience. Well, we were we were learning about that with Sellermans because Sellermans is going to start their own uh, beehives mm-hmm. up in the top of the, uh, the lumber yard so that they can cultivate their own honey. Yeah. And that's definitely very interesting where a lot of people are making their own product, you know, literally from the start to start to finish they're not buying or they're buying local and i think that's a lot of things that a lot of people are doing we did have a hopley ever after on here which was up uh it's maybe 45 minutes to an hour closer to like port huron yep and they're a hop farm they were talking about how uh right now all they're doing is setting it up for weddings like wedding photos and uh until they can get it to actually selling their hops because it takes again three years to yeah. to, to fully grow the hops so uh you said you Started brewing beer. Like, what was your first few batches that you brewed while you were at the the barn? So we actually never started brewing. Oh, there. you never got yeah, to there. That was our plan, and then we found the building within a month or two. But it's yeah. funny. We'll have to show you guys at some point. We have our initial business plan, which was to brew in my barn, and then every milestone we've already passed in that business in that business plan after buying the building. And so now we have a brand new one. We kind of threw that one out the door. But Devin's yeah. been homebrewing for quite some time. So. Yeah, things snowballed really fast. So, <laughs> yeah. so what was your first uh, beer that you homebrewed? The first beer I homebrewed, jeez. Jeez, um, probably an, I, I mean, an IPA of some sort. <laughs> my dad was brewing, homebrewing for 25 years, and uh, so I kind of just followed in his footsteps in terms of that. And, um, yeah, you know, kept it simple and then... We wanted to get a little more experimental and do more like the farmhouse, like single batch, interesting styles and stuff there. And we're still going to do some of that, you know, in, in Eastern Market. You know, having the market right there, we want to do a lot of market-focused beers and stuff like that. But uh, we also want to do some traditional stuff like the German styles with Hazen being so, you know, well-versed in that and trained in that. But well, what made you guys go to get an actual head brewer because a lot of people who open up their own breweries were just home brewers who mm-hmm. started a business plan right yeah i mean so i mean first of all there's a big difference between brewing on a homebrew system and brewing on a commercial system and trying to make high quality beer and so we learned very quickly they realized very quickly that you know we didn't want to sacrifice quality just to you know feel good about ourselves right so so um when we ran across hazen it's it was a no-brainer. You know. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a lot of money uh, in, invested in the business at this point, and so we realized we're in pretty deep. Let's make sure we get someone who's done this before, has done it on a large production scale, and also will just make great, great beer that that we want we want to brew and, and drink ourselves. I think the original idea of doing it out of the barn was going to be more of a fun thing where we get together on weekends and kind of brew some stuff and then sell it to some local bars. And we realized, all right, this is snowballed as Devin said pretty quickly. Do you guys have a lineup or 
some recipes that you guys are going to start with, some core um, recipes, I guess? Yeah, so um, the first thing I'll say is, so Hazen has been brewing for so long, but he's been on these massive production, you know, Atwater makes a ton of beer, right? And they've yep. got a mm-hmm. schedule. Um, he was at Brew Detroit, who has a 100-barrel brew house, which is crazy. We have a five-barrel brew house, so they're 20 times the size of us. <laughs> and Hazen has this book of recipes he's been developing for the past 16 years that he hasn't always had a chance to actually brew. So he's really excited to kind of get back to his roots when he was at Bell's and start new batches and get experimental. But our idea is actually to have two separate menus. Um, We really like, back to your point, Ken, around the local idea, using local ingredients from the market and um, having some more experimental beers. What did Hazen call it today? Bastardized bastardized beer menu. And then also having the traditional um, German style. And probably, you know, we'll have some, like, ESBs and other things, but have, like, a traditional menu and a bastardized menu. And so the real beer enthusiasts that know that, like, those that style like Hazen's mentioned so many beers I've never even heard of and having some of those traditional ones would be kind of cool and next to these like special ones that have you know things like cherry and other local market ingredients well I think working with the the local markets working with all these other businesses in that Easter market with a hundred thousand people that come to the Easter market every single weekend you need that customer base to be like hey by the way there's a brewery here and using their product you can easily be like Hey, you know, my product is also at this brewery right down. Where where in Eastern Market is it? Because it's, you know, there, there's kind of two parts of Eastern Market. You got like the the business business area, and then all the sheds. Yeah, yeah. we're right down an alley from Shed Two, so it's like maybe 200 feet from Shed Two. Okay, yeah, so we're on Riapel, which is right next to Detroit City Distillery. So yep. we're, we'll have a nice partnership with them, and hopefully have some nice synergies between the two of us. Yeah, we've got an order for nine barrels through Detroit City Distillery, so we're gonna get going on the barrel aging right away. Nice. Oh, get wow. Them, yeah, get them yeah. in in the next two years before they you know, yeah. <laughs> played out. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much, I don't know. It just seems like uh, it definitely makes sense with them being right there. Because I, I was getting ready to ask. It was like, well, it's like the distillery's right there. How many barrels are you going to get? It's actually, it's actually hard to get barrels these days is what we've learned. But uh, them being next door is great because uh, hopefully they'll prioritize us when we're coming in for barrels. And then I know you guys had two James on at one point. With Brooks, and they were very, they were talking to each other after the show. Oh, so yeah. I think two James and Brooks were getting a, in partnership in regards to getting some barrels out to Brooks. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. I know they're going all over. Two James, I think they've had them with shorts and just about everything. Well, yeah. shorts was the big production beer that they had, which was the Melt Your Brain. Yeah, um, yeah. They had the gin barrel age melt your brain because when they were on, they brought us the gin and the beer, so we got to try the beer as well as the gin separate. Oh, cool. yep. um, I'm not a gin guy. I think Dan like didn't you like the it gin? It was good. It was good. And yeah, I'm, I'm not a gin guy either, but it tasted pretty good. I'm, I really don't drink too much like packaged liquor in the first place. Not not too much vodka whiskey. Fix that stuff he makes in the bathtub. That's <laughs> way to go. It's like I think in the last maybe year and a half, two years, I've had maybe three or four drinks that were mixed liquor, and one of them was at like a wedding, and I was like. Well, I wanted something. I had a white rush. I wanted something sweet, and I didn't want Labatt Blue or Labatt Blue Light. I meant to ask you about that. <laughs> What's wrong with the white rush? Right he was being really? the dude. I was being the dude. El Duderino. <laughs> so, do you guys have like a flagship okay. beer that you guys are going with? I mean, I know you guys talk that Hazen's kind of kicking around some recipes. Do you guys yeah. maybe have something that you guys have brewed maybe in the past that you guys want to bring to the to the actual the company and, and put on and use as kind of something that you're going to carry forward? So, you know, as we mentioned, Hazen has, like, dozens of recipes. So we're not going to start with a flagship beer. We're kind of going to let the market decide on that. So we're going to put a lot of beers out of there, see what people like, and we're going to produce a lot of what people like. 
So, it's I mean, good to hear because you see so many places, oh, this is our flagship and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even want right. to drink it. So, I like hearing that. Yeah, you don't want to start there. So, I mean, yeah. with, with, with that many beers, how many taps do you plan on having up? Right now, about 12. 12? Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting to see their business plan and how it's kind of coming about because most breweries always have the same type of business plan when you're looking at uh, Eternity, Ascension, uh, Austin Brothers, these types of breweries where small batch beer, nothing too crazy. It's the owners that are the the brewers, the waiters, the cleaners, the janitors. Uh, whereas you guys, you have a head brewer who's got oodles of experience with two of the biggest breweries in the state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's almost like it almost rivals Roke, how Roke opened. But Roke opened with mass production in mind. Yeah. Whereas your guys are opening with, you know, quality and, you know, I'm going to invest the money in the quality as opposed to building up my quality and my brand. So you guys are pretty much gung-ho with this entire we're going to do our best with the brand, best with the beer, best with everything. And we're going to throw the money at it because – that's what we have to do, to, especially to compete in this market. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. In, and, uh, and we got super lucky. With, I mean, Hazen was open to working with us and, you know, doing it. Did you guys ever meet him before or did you guys just kind of so, Facebook stalk yeah, him? No, <laughs> he, he is pretty avid on Facebook, just right. because he's an older guy. Um, he's, he's, a, he's an older brewer. But, uh, you know, we just once the beer community is so small, which is crazy and like, even being newcomers to it, to your point, you know, we don't have the same brewing experience that a lot of these breweries that are starting, but everyone's just like, welcomed us with open arms. It's been really cool to see. Um, and you go to, into the brewery and say, hey, we're thinking about starting a brewery. Everyone takes you seriously. Uh, and, you know, they definitely take us more seriously once we told them we had bought a building and then we bought equipment. And then at that point, you, you start to get the momentum going. But, the, but, but the, yeah, the community is so small that once you bring up that you're uh, – you're looking for a brewer, all of a sudden your phone just starts ringing. So we had quite a few people come in, and, you know, Hazen kind of just blew us out of the water with his experience. Plus he's just so passionate about beer, which is like the number one thing you need. We've we've definitely met a bunch of people within the community, and I, I do agree. The community and what we like to try to promote too, you know, as a business first type podcast is that community being proactive, helping each other out because that's what you need to do to make all of your businesses better all the breweries better because as much as we see it, and we've talked about it a few times on this show, the the bubble, sooner or later that bubble's going to hit. Yeah. But there are still so many little areas of the market that you can get into without affecting the bubble, affecting anything. And especially being a brew pub and not necessarily a production facility, mm-hmm. you're going to be doing a lot more paying attention to those small batches, getting people into the mm-hmm. brew pub, as opposed to concentrating on obviously what you're sending out to market. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, it's the, the beer employee community, I guess you could say. The brewery community is really good. Yeah. The fan community, on the other hand, have, have you guys touched into that at all? Have you guys looked at any of the forums or anything like that? Yeah, so we, we didn't actually really want to get our name out yet because we wanted to kind of get things rolling. And what happened is there was a big event at Eastern Market uh, 10 days ago, and we just thought we would open up our space and let people walk in. It was Eastern Market after dark. The yep. distillery down the street had a huge mm-hmm. event. And... Uh, we ended up opening our doors. We had a few kegs of beer and uh, some merchandise, and it was just a packed house the entire time. Um, we the beer was free, but we actually didn't tell people that uh, they actually oh, would come up. Yeah, so, so <laughs> we thought the beer is free because we can't sell it, so yeah. we were just giving away beer. Um, and but they would actually come to the table with their wallet out and say how much they oh it's free we can't sell. And so that wasn't really a selling point. I think people were just so excited about the community and the market, and there was this cool open space with music playing. So when, at, once that happened, then 
uh, you know, all the news stations started reaching out to us. You, we, you guys started reaching out to us. Uh, we, my wife had created like a placeholder Facebook page. All of a sudden, she's like, "Dane, do you, do you see that we have a bunch of reviews?" It's like, <laughs> "Oh, babe, you got to update that. <laughs> Let's build out that Facebook page." So it kind of came really organically, which is kind of our approach. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just like three buddies that thought it'd be cool to start a brewery, and and, and at one point, we we're like, "Let's stop talking about it and let's find a way to do it." And so that's just kind of the vibe that we want. We want it to be a really fun atmosphere. We're not in it to make a ton of money. We're in it just to have fun and hopefully. Oh, you'd be in the wrong business if you're trying exactly. to make a ton of money. Yeah. Don't forget about Untapped. We now have beers on Untapped that aren't even our beers, but people had them at our event, so they think they're oh, our beers, boy. and they rated them on Untapped. Oh, so nice. we need to figure out how to change that. Yeah, we got to fix that. Yeah. The the guys at Untapped are actually really really uh, easy to talk to. Like if you contact them and discuss exactly what happened, they'll be able to fix it and do a lot of things. Because I've uh, I've worked with them in regards to getting an API to try to set up um, and build some type of web web based. Um, app yeah, yeah. For, for our website and they were easy like Here, here's our API obviously don't oh. give it to anyone <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and working through all that so yeah definitely hit up untapped and you know the, the guys that work it are really really uh, good but it's it's so interesting to see Eastern Market and how Eastern Market's building up a lot more now because everyone talks about Midtown everyone talks about downtown but that Lafayette Park Eastern Market area mm-hmm. is building up really really fast like um, I don't know if you guys been to Beyond Juice over there, but mm-hmm. that juicery oh, yeah. just opened up at uh, over under Detroit versus everybody. We were there right before this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Had a meeting there with Hazen just before we came here. Nice. So, like all these new places are opening, and they're cohabitating with the older places like yeah. Louisiana Creole, Burt's, uh, Vivio's, these mm-hmm. the staples of Eastern Market. Yeah, and it's great to see because it's going to bring more people. And not just Saturday morning crowd because that yeah. Saturday morning crowd is a pain in the ass when Huge. I'm trying to yeah. trying to leave and I might have to drive through uh, Eastern Market at all because yeah. um, even Gratiot Central is packed at uh, Saturday morning. So, yeah. uh, are, are you guys expecting to see big crowds like throughout the week? Are you expecting a seven day opening, or is this going to be kind of you know open four days a week, three days a week until you kind of get your feet wet? Yes, yeah, so uh, we know Saturday is going to be a crazy day with the market. Our initial thought was as we get started in the spring just to do like a Thursday through Sunday thing and see what happens. But we've been spending obviously a lot of time in the market over the past few months. And Tuesdays have actually gotten really busy because it's a Tuesday market. Tuesday right? market during the summer. And there's all these new restaurants popping up. It's crazy. It seems like there's a new one every week. And so we see after 5 o'clock there's uh, a lot of people just coming to eat. So we're thinking we might end up doing Tuesday through Sunday somewhat reluctantly, but we also just want to, you know, another thing that's really important to us is just supporting, and you hear this with a lot of breweries, but supporting the local businesses. You know, we think if people come hopefully have our beer, but they'll also go and dine at local restaurants, they'll stop by the distillery and have a drink. So, um, you know, there is a bit of a beer tourism thing going on with the breweries today, but we want to work with the local restaurants. We want people to bring food into our place from those restaurants and hopefully support them. So you won't be uh, serving food right away or at all? We will be. Um, we so you know it's interesting. Popcorn uh, and pretzels. Yeah, we'll have yeah. we'll have light stuff like that. But um, light stuff. There, there's ways around it. So we actually have multiple addresses associated with our building. So we do have the ability to have a kitchen and then also still allow people to bring food in. It also allows us to be dog friendly, which is pretty cool because nice. we're big dog people. So we're trying to work through that. Um, but yeah, eventually we'll have a kitchen. We hope to actually have it by the summertime when it starts to get busy. But at the same time, we want people to support the local restaurants, bring food in, carry it in. We want to find a way, actually, we might have to talk about this at some point, but uh, people can order food through us, and it will actually 
you know, they can order other restaurants' food through us and then either get it delivered or we can find a way to pick it up for them. Now, well, breakfast beer. We're going to have to figure this out. So if you guys are going to be open Saturday early mornings, we're going to have to figure out a way to do breakfast beers. Has yes. that – I mean, you realize that's going to be your biggest traffic or, or around there. So do you have an idea of some Saturday morning ideas to, to bring people in after they go to the market or – Sunday morning tailgate. Yeah. Well, there's the tailgates on Sundays, right? Yes. The other thing that we've talked about related to that is I'm a huge Premier League soccer fan. I was living in England the two years before I moved back, um, and so I love soccer. And I don't. I'm sure there's some soccer bars in Detroit, but I, Tommy I, McGee's. Tommy McGee's, which is pretty close right to there. us. Yes, it is. Yeah. But we love to play soccer. At least just to the point where I can sit there and watch while I'm having a beer. So that's one thing. But yeah, we, we got to figure that out because you know at 11 a.m. on Saturday, I'm not sure how many people are want to have beer. I'm what sure kind of breakfast beers there. would you want to see? Um, I'm always a fan of the the Bloody Mary, so if we can infuse that into a beer, Ooh. that would be sweet. We could work with Vivios. Nah, <laughs> Not necessarily like like a Clamato either, though. Not, yeah. Nothing too, or chilada e, if you will. Um, <laughs> but Keep it classy, huh? <laughs> we've got a... <laughs> Mimosa beer? How about that? There we go. Yeah. Um, right. you got to yeah. name it after like the old Saturday morning cartoons that we would watch when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> what were those? Uh, Rugrats? Oh, Rugrats. No, wait, how old are you guys? <laughs> well, uh, we've, already established, we've already established there's an age range between you guys and me. But S- Saturday morning cartoons. Tom and Jerry. But, sort uh, of. Animaniacs. DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales. Really, not really. Um, Looney Tunes. Uh, yeah. Tiny Tunes. Yeah. Pinky in the Brain. There don't, you go. Don't, don't forget Rob and Dan. When, when there was Saturday morning for them, it was like black and white Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have vitamins back then. No, they didn't even have <laughs> that the would be an idea. What if we just have a lager that you put a Flintstone vitamin in and you watch it dissolve? <laughs> and that's wow. Your, that's your, that's your, it's wow. a healthy beer. You get everything in. Um, I feel like the FDA is going to walk into that one. Drop it into my <laughs> PBR. Take, a, take an orange Flintstone, put it into PBR, and call it like a... It's our morning health elixir. A yabba-dabba-doo. Yeah. 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 There, there we go. go. There. We just named a beer. We haven't done that in a few weeks. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's copyright infringement. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... We're still in the tap room. We're all right. What if you call it yabba-dabba-don't? I was going to say, I, I still think Hanna-Barbera is going to be calling you yeah, up and be like, hey. Not. I'm thinking they won't. No, so Hanna-Barbera only cares about Seth MacFarlane right now, so unless he calls you. Uh, I think you're okay. Oh, okay. But we, and then we, I like that name. Yeah. Can we cut that out of the show so no one else hears it? We'll have to add it. Well, <laughs> there, there's <laughs> well, so many that. other names that have been brought up in here. Oh, yeah. This, uh, this guy right here yeah. is a beer name he's, generator. Yes. Yeah, like, seriously, like, if there was beernamegenerator.com, <laughs> we should probably check that it. and buy it. It's, 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 like it's that, just it's behind like, it. It's the episode of South Park where Cartman's in the box, and he's just naming Adam Sandler movies and blocks <laughs> and stuff like that. Nice. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of the name of the, the, um, the episode. Osmo. Osmo. Osmo 3000. There you go. So, oh so pretty much with, with you guys and, and getting everything set in this building and, and now you've kind of had this little bit of a soft open where these guys, where everybody's coming and had this beer. Um, I mean, does it feel like you now, you now have this, holy shit, it's real. Here's this pressure now because now all of these, all of a sudden everybody's come in yeah. and they've sampled it. They've apparently untapped it incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> And we, now we told and, everyone we're opening in the spring. So. Right, right. And, <laughs> he and, gave out some PBR. Now it's on untapped under, <laughs> under them. Yes, that, could, that would definitely Paps happen. Blue Ribbon by EMBC. <laughs> now, was it your beer that they were drinking at 
No, it was Atwater's beer. Oh, um, so you just brought cakes from Atwater. Yeah, so, no, so Hazen, you used to work yeah, at Atwater. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, so yeah, there's Atwater's beer. And we were telling everyone this is Atwater's beer, but some people still went on tap or they weren't yeah. listening. Or so EMBC, Dirty Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. EMBC, yeah, Pilsner, Oktoberfest. Vanilla Quarter. Decadent. Decadent Vanilla This one is so much better. Oh, my God, this is so much better than Atwater. So you talk about... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. People would actually say that, I know, that's terrible. Oh my god! I could, it, the, the vanilla is so much stronger so much in their better. version. So much better here. So much better here. Now you talked about having music. Was that? Did you? You guys have artists come and play, or is that kind of a plan to incorporate live entertainment into? Yeah, we want music to be a big part of it. Actually, kind of what you guys were just speaking to. I think the atmosphere and the vibe of a brewery has a huge impact on not only your experience, but sometimes actually, and I've seen studies on this, actually, the taste of the beer, yeah. which it sounds crazy, but if you've got music playing and people are having a really good time, then mm-hmm. they'll enjoy the beer. And so, you know, above all, we want to have great beer, but we want to also hopefully help local artists play music. Um, we've actually talked to a few already. We've, yeah. we've got a regular jazz group that's going to come by. They'll be at the event. So... On Saturday, October 22nd at 6, we're going to have uh, another soft opening where we show off the space and have, I hate to say this, but free beer. And uh, oh. yeah. We'll have four kegs this time yeah. instead of three. <laughs> How big is the space? Uh, so it's the total is 5,200 square feet, okay. um, but it's actually two stories. Um, right now we're just focused on getting the first story off the ground. Um, the brew pub will be on the first story, and then there will also be a tap room. But the second story is just amazing. We just have to put in elevators and stairs that are ADA compliant and get all get it up to code. So right now, just based on our budget, get the first floor going. But eventually, the end goal is that second floor. You plan out that being like your offices, or do you want to rent that out, or do you want to do more, you know, smaller batch up there and experimental stuff to bring down? Or? We actually want the upstairs to be like a full tap room. Okay. Um, and then the brew house will be downstairs and maybe like a little tap room and we can do events down there. And we have an amazing rooftop, which we're really excited about. It's going to be a ways down the road, but it has an amazing view of the city, looks out over, over all the stadiums. So maybe we'll see how it goes. In a yeah. couple of years, hopefully we can get that open to we're the public. We're hoping to be able to build a third floor for events like okay. weddings and parties. At some point, probably a couple of years off, and then on top of that, have a really cool rooftop deck overlooking Detroit wow. and the market. So when it's a crazy Saturday, you can see everyone in the market and have a few beers. Sign me up. I want some people watch. I out. love people watching is the greatest thing in the world. Can I especially my- like on a Sunday, like a Sunday tailgate? If you can yeah. get on the roof and just look down at everyone tailgating and being- you urinate on them, and watch everyone who's, oh, wow. who's drunk it's- at twelve. Oh yeah, well, that, that's times. that's something that's fun that I do over at my apartment because I can look down at Eastern Market or my other window faces Ford Field, and I have all those church parking lots that are in front of me, and I'm, I'm right by Brewery Park. Yeah, yeah. So all these areas. It's it's crazy just to see all these people drinking and being like sometimes belligerent. Like you can tell they're belligerent being even 16 fl- stories up and you're hearing them because they're the, the loudest people in the world. Too. Yeah, because yeah. they can't hear a thing. So they have to scream it at everybody. Exactly. They have to know how much they hate Matt Millen, even though he's gone. <laughs> how many times you were fired Caldwell? For Why is it Caldwell fired yet this week? Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty much every week, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. uh, that, that's every week since he got hired, just like they it was Schwartz before Stafford that. And- well, bench Stafford for Dano so he can run out of the back end of the uh I just, I just, had, I just had an epiphany. Uh-oh. I think your logger should be called SOL, same old logger. <laughs> oh, same old logger. Oh my god. I like it. And just it's 
right down the middle. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's just, just it's, average. It's, yeah, it's same old lager. Yeah. And then that would be the perfect beer to get everyone to drink right so on wait, the So then it's pretty much it's perfect to start, but it just has like this disappointing finish. Yeah, and you pour blue Kool-Aid in it at the beginning of the season. <laughs> or at least blue dye in the, for, in, in the September batches. Or, wait, 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 wait. You could have a very good start to the beer, too, and a yeah. horrible finish. Right. It just or, doesn't have a good start to end yeah. drink. Or what if it just like never lifts off? It's just <laughs> mediocre the entire time. Matt, you're talking yourself just into a job. Flat. <laughs> the 8 and 8 IPA, 88, like 88 IBUs. And it's, you know, okay, mediocre, it's an IPA. <laughs> See, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we need to give, like, we need, we need to give, like, Eric Brigham a call and be like, hey, so the Brewers Guild needs an official beer name generator. <laughs> he's especially good at mediocre beer. Mediocre. <laughs> oh, I, I mean. Oh, he's, he's, had some, he's had some very decent names that have come out of this show, that's for sure. What if you had, like, a fruit beer called the Barry Saunders or the Barry Sanders? Ooh, I like that. See? Like We've that. got. Oh, I'm yeah. just flooding myself right now. These are all new. These, you you come hang out in our tap Yeah, there's never been anyone named Barry Sanders either. Yeah. So. And then he's got like a, the number 20 on it, like the Rolling Rock has a 33. Yeah. It has a two and a zero. We might have to cut this whole episode because I have ideas. I was, was going to say, you're going to start drinking it and then the beer's going to leave early. No, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like any in like six months when they're ready to launch, but they don't have names for the beers. I'm just gonna go and drink them all, and we're just gonna name them. Great, Let's there you go. It. We're in. Yeah. We're in. We'll, we'll record the show live too, just yeah. for the, the thought process. The end of the show will be rough. I promise you. But <laughs> it'll, it, we it'll, can use some help there for sure. You it'll be really exciting. Our brewery's name isn't that creative, <laughs> but it, if it, it it makes sense, yeah. and it, I think. One thing that Detroit is known for outside of being the Motor City is Eastern Market. Because yeah. I think I read the stat that it's the largest open air, like, farmer's market. It's maybe the in oldest. The world. I don't know I, if it's the largest, but I it's thought, the oldest. I could have swore Andrew Zimmer said it was the largest. Yeah, it's too, largest it's open like, air. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like 40,000 people every Saturday or whatever. Yep, yep, so it's right. like the largest. I don't know if it's in the world or in, it's the, in the country Eastern. for sure. Yeah. But, I mean... It's something that's known, and especially to work with those ingredients and you know those small little niches, yeah. and everybody's always gravitated towards Eastern Market to yeah. create something new, especially culinarily. So it's yeah. kind of like the perfect thing to say, "Hey, we're the new, you know, the beer guy or the new, you know, brand and stuff like that." And I, I like the elephant, so maybe <laughs> people are eating up the elephant. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be like a logo or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But I mean that that would work. I think it's going to be. I think it'll be pretty successful. It makes sense. Yeah, so. yeah. I was uh, about not being creative. Name. We actually put a lot of thought into the name, and we realized like at the end of the day, this is about the Eastern Market community. We're excited to be there. Our business mm-hmm. model is hyper local focused, um, and you know, there's a lot of breweries popping up all over the U.S. But I think the opportunity is is these breweries that are focused on the community. Um, I mentioned I've been living in England, but that's kind of like the pub feel, right? So you, everyone's got their local pub. They know each other. That's where they go and hang out and socialize. And that's kind of the feeling that we'd like to have at our brewery as well. I'll be honest. Did you guys go with Eastern Market Brewing Company because DDP had already been taken and trademarked by the World Wrestling Entertainment? <laughs> okay, that one fell flat. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I don't know. DDP. Yeah. There's Dane. You're not. <laughs> Devin, Dane, and Paul. Wow. That's true. You, say you reached it. You I, reached I, it right I there. Was, I, I was trying to, I was trying to figure out. We, there's actually a fourth guy that I want to make I was sure like, we call okay. out. His, I was name, like, his name's Brad. So we okay. got to I mean, like, he completely DDP reached DDP. and then didn't, he made a wrestling <laughs> reference when he never talks wrestling <laughs> at all. Actually, he gets so everybody in, in here who talks up. about wrestling didn't even know you were making a wrestling <laughs> reference. I was just like, I was, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm thinking about 
thinking Detroit draft something. Like I, I'm my racking my brain, but yeah, we're going to uh, take a quick break after yes. that that joke. We're going to regroup, uh, refill our beers. We'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast, and we are back with the Better on Draft podcast episode number fifty three. My name is Ken. Here still with Rob, Dan, Matt, and of course Dane, Devin, and Paul. DDP. DDP. It's catching on. There we go. See? Call him Diamond Dallas Di- Page then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Bang. Hey, that's their brand. Their buddy Brad. Yeah, we both got Brad. Yeah. Brad. So there's the B. Yeah, but still with the DDP, then then you make a beer called a Diamond Cutter. Ooh, oh, nice. Man, everybody's coming up with That's got to be the wit ale or the white ale. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, segment two is always news with Rob. So Rob. Uh-oh. Where's the music? You should have had this Again. ready. Uh, MTV I, why are you failing this bad at this? Well, I, I always fail this bad at this. So it's it's one of those. Uh, <laughs> new- <laughs> Hold on, we have to look it up now. Hold on, stop, stop, stop the stop, show. Stop, stop the show. Stop the show. And of course, the, everything uh, every, everything music. that I have is uh, <laughs> nothing. And then it's going to, there we go. It's so stupid. Wait for the commercial to start. Right. Hold on. So we got to you gotta, you gotta wait for the new, like the, the whole thing to happen, and of course, there's no like intro music, so just go, Rob. Oh, just oh. go. Yeah, see, just go. See, and I try, I try to do like a little bit more pillow talk. So it's like, here's the news. So they all go to sleep. Rob. So everybody, exactly. So everyone goes. You didn't even sleep. like have the hard copy theme. Like, <laughs> I went. I'm, no, I want Inside Edition. Oh, it's no, like, we're not. Dude, stitch, the new thing just comes right in. The new hotness is Investigation Discovery. Uh, oh, the uh, channel yeah, where yeah. everything's the dude, same. But Kenda. Oh. Kenda is the, oh good. He's got to be on there twelve hours a day. <laughs> it is. It's every How much day. Money every is day is a Kenda episode. Is a Kenda marathon. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess first couple couple quick shout outs. One to eight degrees. I just noticed that uh, they are now celebrating their five year anniversary being open. So is that today? Big, big shouts to them. Yeah, apparently yes. it is. Right. Um, and a big shout to Spork Alive. Um, one of my other competitors over here giving me showing me that he's number one um, because Spork Alive has now decided to get into the bar business themselves. And we as a company now have our own bar formerly as the arena out in Ann Arbor. Better known uh, on Bar Rescue. Better oh, known on Bar Rescue. And now Spork Alive has bought the bar. And I think uh, they're going to open up probably in about seven, eight weeks. Um, we're going to originally start off with the name The Curtain Call, which I guess is going to be an homage to the former owners. Uh, after the um, college kids leave out, remodel, and then um, rebrand it, start something new, um, I, I get a, a partial advisory task on picking some of the beers that get to be in there. Can I name them? No, <laughs> they will already be beers. Oh, they're, they're, they're not brewing. They're, they're not brewing anything. <laughs> so, so oh. congrats to all of them. Can we get one more shout oh. out? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, North Center Brewing. Hey, <laughs> and Novi, Michigan. Northville, Michigan. Northville, Michigan. North Center, Michigan. No, <laughs> North Novi. North Center is the road. No. Oh. Northville is the street or the city. Go say Get hi to me. Bob. Bob, Bob and the gang. gang, and have them pour you a cold. Great, delicious beer. Maybe that they'll was, uh, maybe a maple a, brown. Oh wait, he never has it. You you can play some shuffleboard there, but it's but, hand shuffleboard. But it's hand right? shuffleboard. We're yes. bringing out the stick shuffleboard. Maybe he'll have soon. some nice blues. Oh no, wait, no, he won't. See, man, no. that was that was more of a swing that just kind of it like just bounced off the plate. The, the, yeah, that was, the that shuffleboard. Wasn't a clean, no, no, you're just your your plug in going in. It's like that. That wasn't even like a clean but, hit. But, but now we're 
hankering on the, the plug, so it's it's working. Yeah, exactly. we're talking about it <laughs> anyway. It's like a Trump commercial. It just yeah, we're talking about it. It's like you just have Trump to get through it to get to your next show. Right. Really trying to understand that one. Uh, so one of the funny uh, funnier things I kind of ran into this week. Uh, there's a company out of New York that is starting to get some notices because they are making alcoholic ice creams and ice cream sandwiches. Uh, one of their uh, or most of their ice creams uh, involve. More in terms of alcohol being, you know, vodka, rum, brandy, uh, champagne, and bourbon. Um, but one of theirs is actually using a stout. It's from uh, Brooklyn Brewery. And basically it is an ice cream that is um, – it is a chocolate ice cream that is made with salty pretzels and infused with this chocolate stout. Is it the double chocolate? Is it the Brooklyn <clears throat> double chocolate? I uh, do not think okay. so. I think it's just a standard chocolate. Um, basically they say on their site that everything doesn't hit any higher than 5%. So I guess it is a session ice cream. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how they're getting bourbon to freeze in ice cream. Like how much can Liquid possibly nitrogen? be in it? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, I, I mean, would you eat an ice cream that is infused with a beer? I would. E- even like, if, like, especially with you, Ken, if it was a brown and all... <laughs> That was infused with ice cream. I'm a, I'm a, He's going to look like, what is wrong with you, you damn cream. right? <laughs> what kind of hipster crap would that no. be? <laughs> Ken, I would you eat your, a pint of it. Do you want your alt beer ice cream? What would I, you I, don't, taste I, don't, I don't like ice cream, let alone will I want ice cream flavored beer. Well, That's Ken doesn't just, like ice cream? I don't like sweets at all, dude. Really? Matt's, no. I, didn't, I oh. did not know this side of Ken. No, this this belly right here is cheeseburgers and brats and beer. I was gonna say the assumptions <laughs> flying across the table from Matt right now are, are I didn't standing. Just imagine when Ken said no, I wouldn't want. I thought that was the most rhetorical, he sarcastic Ken with a five gallon like ice cream thing, like, <laughs> Ben and Jerry's. I don't, he's not white chunky goodness. monkey or whatever. No, I don't eat sweets at all. Okay. Like I, I don't bother. I don't eat anything. Like the the closest I'll eat to like candy and stuff like. During Easter, when Starburst jelly beans come out, is the closest thing I'll ever eat to candy, and it'll take me a month to eat an entire bag. That's fine. I don't eat a whole lot of sweets either, so I just yeah. But you were but, judging me. No, but it's, <laughs> no, it was it was showing bad. <laughs> no, it was more of a I hate who doesn't it. like ice cream. That was what it was. You're, you're Antonin Scalia. People who are lactose intolerant doesn't like. Yeah, ice they cream. do. They just have to deal with it afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like to deal with that afterwards. Well, you know, <laughs> then take a pill. I do. It does not work very well. <laughs> I, had, I had a friend who was allergic to, to alcohol, and if he would take a Claritin before he would drink, he'd be fine. How weird of a combination is that? I, I do question that. That's what? a little... He was a Japanese, and apparently he was allergic to alcohol, and he so when he drinks his second beer, he, puff, he gets puffy and red. Yeah. But if he would take a Claritin before going out to the bar, he could drink all night and have no side effects. So maybe I feel like it's, I feel like this is right up there with the bad ideas of me taking Excedrin before I go out drinking, so I don't have a hangover. <laughs> Paul, would you eat this? Eat said ice cream infused with beer? Yeah, I would eat a full pint of it. It would be fantastic. I give me some now, please. <laughs> Call the old Strogus guys and figure out why they didn't think of this yeah. seventy years ago. Right, right, exactly. Prohibition. <laughs> Well, seventy years was after Pro. Yes, I know. I was I was being a smart ass. They did the ice cream thing after they did the beer thing, and then they could have done both and gotten people drunk, and they're they could have gotten lager wasted. 
Logger <laughs> wasted. Oh, wow. Well, it's, it's like, okay. Would, Sorry. Yes. I'm way too heavy on the movie reference. Yeah. Today. yeah I know yeah. where you were going. Yeah. Yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. That, that, so let's right. let's continue with the news. <laughs> well, I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for further opinion. I would try it for sure. Oh, you would. Yeah. <clears throat> that seems like it would be a great TCBY. Is that still around? Yes, they are. What, where? Gross yeah, point. They are. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. Which, yeah. You see, like, there's like one in Ferndale. It's not some. But it's chain. all. It's all like cursive TCBYs now. It's not like those big block letters. It's, that not, it's all see. cursive. But, but now. then that so would re- lowercase. You know. Yeah. They, they're going Froyo. I mean, it's obviously yogurt, well, but well, totally then, craft beer Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 Where I was heading. Somebody's listened to our show before. <laughs> right. This struggling <laughs> podcast of ours. <laughs> Struggling. <laughs> Struggling. I would try a beer float. That sounds like a pretty good idea as well. A There's a lot of people float. that do oh, beer yeah. floats. Do? Okay. Um, with not your father's root beer usually yeah. is the big one. There was so the, not natural light. No, not natural not light. <laughs> there, there's people that did the Boston PBR. Cooler with Harry's uh, ginger soda. Oh, Henry's. Okay. Henry's. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. Henry's. Fight me. <laughs> No, no thanks. <laughs> uh, so an, another article came out. Um, it was a interview with uh, former Stone Brewing brewmaster Mitch Steele um, before the Australian National Home Brewing Conference. Wait, hold on a second. That sounds like a porn name. Are you sure that's his is real that, name? Is that Mitch, Peter Steele's brother? Mitch Steele. It? Mitch. It's, Mitch it's Steele. Remington, Remington Steele is the gentleman you're thinking of. <laughs> no, I was thinking yeah, of Peter Steele, but anyway. Steele Magnolias. Yeah. <laughs> But he was in, he was interviewed before before this home brewing conference and stated that IPAs have come to dominate the U.S. market at the expense of other styles. Um, also said that it's gotten to the point where it's difficult to sell beer in the U.S. if it is not an IPA or extreme in other ways. Obviously, you're talking about you know bourbon barrel, um, you know aged in you know barrels that have been having six gallons of. Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Diddy. Yeah, thanks, Chappelle. That's the best I could do. Well, it, you, um, you're looking at these these beers, and no matter what, it's going to be the the big beers are IPAs and barrel age. That's yeah. really all you have. So when you have a big beer that hits the market, and I think probably the biggest one to come to surprise, especially for Michigan, is Sumatra Brown. Mm-hmm. That was not a oh big beer. God, it's a damn good beer. Sumatra Brown from Founders was probably one of the best beers that has come out from the state that was mass produced, mm-hmm. as well as not your standard IPA, double IPA, triple IPA, session IPA, IIPA, Elemental PA. Elemental PA. He said that um, um, he was another quote, idea. He was quoted <laughs> saying, We've got a lot of people who are trying to sell beer who tell me. Unless it says it's an IPA or it's got coffee in it or it's 12% alcohol or something, it's not going to get a lot of interest here in the U.S. So, Well, there goes my Sumatra Brown. <laughs> coffee I mean, right there. One of the other things that he actually mentioned, which Paul kind of brought up, is that one of the – I guess I'm, I'm not sure where this fact comes from, but he says that one of the, the, the second highest grossing – or the highest growing style is Pilsner's. They so. have a great pilsner called the Wussy Pilsner, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Stone does, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what do what do we do to to I guess stop the 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 IPA invasion? Do we, it, it's it's not it's not an IPA invasion. Basically, it's if it's big, 
or if it's bitter, that's what the people want right now. We we have such a different taste than all other countries in the entire world because we want the bigger, we want the bitter, we want all this all these things. And for me, like I just I just don't like I'm I'm sick of it. Going into a bar or brewery or anything like that, and I have to I, I remember going to Grand Rap or uh, the Grand Rapids Beer Festival, not this year, but the year before, and mm-hmm. I went to Grand Rapids Brewing Company. Now, mind you, I went to the actual brewery a couple weeks ago. Great. Loved all the beers I had. But I showed up there, and it was either literally barrel-aged or IPA. Those are the only <laughs> options of beer out of their 10 taps they probably had there was barrel-aged X or something IPA. And I, I, I look at it, and I'm like, this is just why – like I don't even – I just walked away. And the guy's like, why are you walking away? And I'm like, I'm not going to like any of your beers. And he gave me some barrel-aged beer, and I hated it. And he felt <laughs> terrible. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I told you I'm probably not going to like this, but I tried it just for you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to to go to these breweries. You know, we, we always make fun of Hopcat with the whole – uh, 84 was, versions of Crooked Tree. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of the brewery. Why can't I think of the brewery? Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah. yeah, the Dark Horse 130 tap takeover where 85 of them were Crooked Tree or some variant of Crooked Tree. Yeah. They and, straight up said that too. Like, here comes 85 variants. Of yeah, the, the, this isn't even tree. an over-exaggeration. It was 85 variants of Crooked Tree. And we're just, <laughs> we're just like, why would I want to, to yeah, go there? Let, I guess let's put it in a different context. Um, if you... I guess there's really two prevailing worlds of beer. You have your hot beers and your malt beers. There's only only so many ways you can burn grain. There's only so many variations of burnt grain that you can put into beer. So to build a different malt-forward beer is very difficult, whereas there are dozens of different kinds of hops. There's do- I mean, there's exponentially more combinations of hops that you can use. So... It's almost like if you were going to a wedding. Okay? <laughs> that, that you're not going to, by the way. I can't. Yeah, no, I understand. And if Ooh. they said, would you like chicken or fish sticks? Okay. Chicken you, or fish sticks. Yes, yes. <laughs> let, me, let me finish, okay? No, you already know how the fish sticks are coming. They're going to be fish sticks. But how's the chicken? What kind of chicken is it? Is it baked? Is it broiled? Is it fried? You know, you know, it's like you have one way to make malt, and then you have all these different ways to work with hops. And it's just, I think the reason why it's so IPA forward is because you can just do so much more with hops than you can do with malt, and you can balance them against one another. I mean, Devin, you're you've been brewing, and you're, you said your family's been doing it for thirty years. I mean, what, what do you think? Right, I, mean, I totally agree. And there's so many different ways that you can use hops within a brewing process too you know you can throw them in you know first malt you can throw them in at the end you can hop burst you know all these things that are exciting for the brewers as well as the the people that are drinking it so and i think you, that's part of it as well and you've got whole cone hops you've got pellet hops you've got fresh hops you've got wet hops i mean at, at the same at the opposite i mean guinness is only about 17 percent roasted malt the other is just standard malt because you can't roast more than like 20 percent malt because it's not going to get any darker just like we talked at schoolcraft it's not going to get any more bitter if you put more hops into it so it, you can only go to 17 percent malt you know um burnt malt or roasted malt that's it i mean there's 17 right. you know there's degrees a saturation you go. point you know so. so yeah i mean you've got 
IBUs that can go from one to one hundred, which are substantially larger, and as Ken pointed out, you know, or uh, Dane pointed out, that's five times more yeah. that you can do with your IBUs than you can do with your your burnt grain. Right. <laughs> so I was I was looking at the top beers that there are in regards to the best beers from the Home Brewers Association that Zymergy. We've actually looked at this before, and minus Founders Breakfast Stout, Founders Breakfast Stout, you have to get to number. Uh, 19 before you get to a non-barrel-aged 9 IPA beer, wow. and that is Boulevard Tank 7's Farmhouse Ale. And and then it goes back to a lot of more barrel-aged and IPAs and all these other things. So oh, it's it's just crazy to think that, again, in America, the craft beer fad phase, whatever you want to call it, is the hoppier, the better, the better, mm-hmm. and the bigger, the better. That's that's what they they basically judge it on is that if it's hoppier it's better. I'm like, or it's more bitter it's better. It makes no sense to me. I just I just don't like it. I don't. I I, I think that, and I think there's a saturation point with the IPAs in that you know I think it was Tom from Schoolcraft said, you know you can naturally get a beer with your hops to like about an 85 ish, but then when you add you know extract at the end, just like when you add hot you know pepper extract to wings it, it, it kind of loses its point so if you do it naturally you do it the right way i think that's the right way to do it and that's what makes it a good beer but if you just want to be the twelve thousand ibu guy just to be the twelve thousand ibu guy i mean it kind of like defeats the purpose yeah it yeah. it's yeah. it's definitely i don't know i don't Dang, I, well, I don't it just doesn't yeah. please doesn't contribute uh, what kind of beers do you guys generally drink so so we're not huge ipa guys any of us thank um, god I, uh, D- D- Devin, I'm, Devin likes IPAs. I'm, an, I'm an ipa guy yeah but i mean i'll drink an ipa but i don't go to a menu and first look what's ipa what's barrel age i actually generally like lower abv beers just so i can try many of them and so that mm-hmm. that's i, I prefer, you know not not just sessions sounds like a rookie move i'm an english dark mile guy am i am i a rookie yes pardon wow no Oh, what? Oh, those are fighting words. No, that he said he wants to drink the lower ABV so yeah, he can drink yeah. more. I'm an English dark Malaga. Those are usually under 4%. Does that make me a rookie? No, yes. just nah. the approach to it is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. One other thing I'll say, though, is, is when Paul was trying to sell us on Pilsners, I actually listened to a podcast about Pilsners, and the history of Pilsners is really interesting. So essentially in Germany way back when, I can't remember the year. The Czech Republic in the 1450s. Yeah, and people were making all of these crazy different beers, and Germans, in a very German way, I can say that because I'm German, uh, would say that's not our style, and they created the Pilsner style to become go back to their tradition. And you know, there's there are so many other ways to to change a beer. So, you know, the water is obviously a huge element, and you know, there's hops are another way. There's different malts, and so I think the true and I'm not there, but those that have the true beer palate can taste those differences. And the other thing that I would say is those crazy, super high ABV hop super hopped beers, you can't drink that many of them. No. So, right. you know, if you're going to a store and you're going to buy something off the counter, sure, you might go for them. But if you're thinking about our business model of hyper-local, keeping everyone... Unless you're an sell, alcoholic. Unless you're an alcoholic, <laughs> right. yeah. But you, you might you might, you might, might get a one beer or a taster or something, but then you're going to go to the thing that you can have a few of on Lions Tailgate, to your point. You might have the lager that you can, you can have The same old lager? Of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> same old lager. And that's what's going to sell a lot of beer. So, you know, I like to try different beers. I Pat like wants beer. royalties, I'll tell no, you. No, I don't right want now. royalties. I just, I just want my it, – it's like when you go to a, a restaurant and it's got like a little – a, bro- a piece of broccoli next to the, yeah. the name saying it's vegan. I just want my my <laughs> portrait right <laughs> next to the name saying right. Matt Bush wow. name this. 
Matt, you, wow. you, you will name a, one of our beers, I yeah. promise you. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Look at I that. said it here. We're sold on the idea. I said it yeah. here. It is wow. recorded. <laughs> you guys might be in trouble. Oh, I say the F word a lot. We might have to approve it. But, <laughs> but the I'll other just thing give you a list, and you can pick which one you like the most. Yeah. The other <laughs> thing that, uh, that Hazen has talked to us about, and I think I actually heard on the Schoolcroft episode, is that there's a certain point where you can't taste the yeah. IBUs. And Hazen's number is actually much lower than what you guys talked about. Do you remember what it was, Devin? It was like in the 50s or something. Yeah, high 50s, low 60s. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it starts it, to die off. It starts yeah. to become a marketing ploy at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> as a German, I understand where he's coming from, but as a hophead, I kind of disagree. Well, we yeah. talked about it with uh, Schoolcraft in yeah. regards to the whole marketing play with... Uh, Tom said over 80, you can't taste the difference. But I think I think there's a little bit... Yeah, but you're, you're talking some of these beers that, beers that are looking at like 600 plus no, IBUs. I, I, I really think like 103. I think Green Flash out in San Diego kind of proved that it's after 103, that's pretty much the end of it. You know, where you just burn your tongue and you're just scraping... Trying to taste something else. Yeah, he also said, which scared me a little bit, that uh, if you start, if you only have these really happy beers, it actually affects your palate long term, yeah. which got me a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving yeah. on uh, to, I guess one of our our more interesting brewery breweries out of Scotland, Brewdog. Mm-hmm. Um, now gotten back in the news because they just got hit with a lawsuit. Uh, recently came out with a grapefruit blood orange IPA. And decided to call it Elvis Juice. And, of course, the Presley Estate does not like that. So they decided to hit them with a lawsuit um, pretty much saying that, you know, the name Elvis is exclusive to that of, you know, the alleged king of rock and roll that stole all of his shit from other people. Um, <laughs> you guys ever see Elvis and including Nixon? Including Forrest Gump. Yeah, no, exactly. Do you guys see Elvis and Nixon, the movie? Oh, I, I heard about it. I've, no, heard, I've, never, actually, I've never seen it. Go watch it. That's an amazing movie. But, you know. It's a play on something that actually happened. There's a lot of, you know, a story from one guy who was there. But, yeah. Go we'll see that. Uh, but, I, I anyways. Pre- I pretty much think um, the only thing that ever came from him was, you know, his dance, which pretty much evolved into what's working Well, right him, now. him and Nelson, him and Nixon, <laughs> Nelson, him and Nixon actually met at the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actual thing. Forrest Gump was there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that wasn't. That was a different day. That was a different day. <laughs> Elvis stayed at the bed but and breakfast. Johnny, that... But apparently Johnny Knoxville was there at no. the White House. Johnny Walker too. No. But <laughs> anyway. But how do you? That's a name. That's someone's name. You can't. How do you yeah. Name? Exactly. So I mean, the co-founders, um, they decided they're not going to put up with it. So they basically came up with a press release. Um, uh, one of the co-founders, James Watt, he pretty much stated. Um, and complete puns intended. We're caught in a trap and suggest that the gray-suited hound dogs at the Presley estate recognize that the name Elvis is not exclusive. So in an effort to patch it up, we've changed our names to highlight our burning love for the best grapefruit IPA out there. From this point forward, Elvis Juice is named after us, the brewers formerly known as James and Martin, which literally... They filed with the government, changing their first names to Elvis. Wow! <laughs> they actually changed their first names to Elvis. That might be going a little. Far, <laughs> why didn't they but... like say? Why didn't they say we were gonna pour this down the toilet, or you know, do something more no. inflammatory? They basically them. just did that. Um, the other 
uh, co-founder, I guess now known as Elvis Dickey instead of Martin, since he changes now he changed his name, said we would like to recommend that the Pre- Presley's estate diverts its attention to another potential source of quick remuneration, a brewery that calls itself the King of Beer. <laughs> go after the King America. You're you're attacking a brewery in another country. <laughs> exactly. And- does that wow. have, do they have jurisdiction to sue somebody in Scotland? You can sue someone anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you can. But I guess, is there like standing or any? So You can. You might have to take it up over there because the brewery is there. But what does, are you going to do? I mean, is there a Presley LLC in Scotland that can I, 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 I go know. after Watt and Dicky LLC? And <laughs> well, I guess here's the thing. In, in, terms, yeah. in, in terms of, of, of your beer names that, that you're supplying, <laughs> the, especially, you know, with the likes of, you know, same old lager, uh, hey. the, the Lomas Brown Ale. I'm, I'm pretty sure I the mean, Lions <laughs> don't have the same old lager, the same old – they don't have the same old we need Lions. We trademark like, these names now. Yeah. I'm but pretty sure. Should Brad. they actually start using these names and suddenly get a letter for cease and desist? Okay. How far – wait. First, how oh, far do you want to go – and then how far do you think they're going to go? Okay, first of all, first of all, <laughs> SOL is not – I would dare the Lions I to trademark too. SOL. Well, they're no, not using I mean, same well, no, old They line. have no, within no, – no. I'm, I'm saying that's fine. But, I mean, you start going for the Loma, Loma's Brown Ale or the Barry Saunders and then all of a sudden <laughs> – Well, that'd be on Loma's Brown Ale and Barry wouldn't the, Sanders. Wouldn't the Barry Saunders be like a chocolate fruit beer because Saunders <laughs> like bumpy cake and such? But anyways, I, I, I regress. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're I'm, all I'm, waiting for you to finish I'm up with that. I'm sure the Lions don't my own own people's names, and they're not going to trademark same old Lions. Like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. You just, like, I mean, just imagine the Lions suing somebody over SOL. I mean, you can't do that. You because if the Lions were to say we own SOL, you can't do that. I mean, that's them saying we suck for sixty years on purpose not for a bi- as a business plan. So we no, want royalties. Barry Sanders might sue you over so, Barry. There is a the there is a brewery Sanders. just outside of Detroit. I can't remember who it was that named their beer after the uh, safety of the Lions drafted this past year. Killer Brew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Miles Kilbrew. Yeah, Miles Kilbrew. And they actually went, he actually went to the brewery and took pictures with them. So he There's no it. way a, a, a football player is going to sue you over making a beer name. Well, you know what you do? Well, you call it the Low Mass Brown Ale, L O W. Low Mass Brown probably wouldn't sue you over a beer. No, he probably just want the beer. He'd want to drink it too. He'd be like, hey, what's my beer? I think if it was somebody who was like basically Hall of Famers, greatest of all, like if you named one after Jerry Rice, he's coming after your ass. Only if it's a drippa. <laughs> I, I, I see what you did there. A drippa, like J R I P A, drippa. Drippa? Drippa. So, anyways, there, there, there it is. There it is. There it is. Almost got the entire show without saying that. Oh, my gosh. Where's the pucker? Where's the pucker? Oh, Where's the four loco? He's been saying so the whole time. I, I say it a lot, but so, so, so God damn it! <laughs> but um, but um, but um, hey, there it is. Because me and Barney did get wasted and vomit on ourselves at three o'clock in the morning. Jeez. I can't even remember what I was going to talk about. Uh, we'll be right back with the better. <laughs> I, I'm pretty podcast. sure that's exactly what I'm about to say now. So we're gonna be right back with the better on draft podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode number 53 of the Better on Draft podcast. And as always, part three is the Matt Bush Uh segment. Five questions with Matt Bush. Hey, hey, guess what, Matt? What's up? It it should be starting. I'll just I'll just skip to the 
The, oh, the, here we the go. Metal. Wait for the commercial. For There's no commercial. <coughs> oh, we actually got it down this time. Shut I, up. Sent, I, sent, I sent it to him yesterday. So, oh uh, no, you didn't send this to me. Oh. Uh, we do five questions. I'm gonna just ask random five questions. Uh, they always have a theme. This the- this week the theme is wedding because Rob's getting married on Thursday. Ooh. And uh, so Rob, I have good and bad news. Uh, we did reach out to the lovely Deanna. Dina. Dina. <laughs> to ask her for some question material. Did, wait, hold on. Did this actually happen? Or you what? Just... Ken, did it happen? Don't look at me. <laughs> so, this is all uh, Matt Bush hour. What? So I... So... <laughs> bad news. I reached out to Dina for questions. Good news, she didn't respond. Oh. Bad news, she responded last night. So yes, we had wrong questions. <laughs> so the... <laughs> So the first two questions are Rob specific. So Rob, oh boy. what? Not geography. Uh, no, I will relinquish the rules to give Rob questions. What in the ever loving hell? So question number one: Rob and Dina went to get their wedding, uh, their marriage license today. Yes. What did Rob, after reminding his bride to be to make sure she had, even though they don't, she doesn't have it. What did she, what did Rob forget of his own? That they needed for a marriage it's license. It's got to be a birth certificate. Birth it's certificate. a birth yeah, certificate. <laughs> Rob, Bob, you, you forgot your birth certificate. Man, this is some. What bullshit. else? Should it be? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? Hey, uh, yes. Paul, can you pour me some of that? What's he? It was. Yeah. It was a. Unfortunately, rough, it's warm, but I got you. It was That's a rough right. ass morning. Um, I had to. I, hold on, we're giving an explanation. <laughs> no, go ahead. We, yeah. we got time. Hey, I had to get up at five forty-five this morning. Had to take her daughter to school, and then I got home just kind of late around the house, and for some reason, just didn't even. Even though you had told her multiple times. Even though I had told her that, you know, and I told the neighbors that, hey, dumb shit. And told the neighbors. I, because I was like, hey, I got mine, and then, you know, we get to we get to breakfast, and we're sitting there, and it was just, son of a bitch. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, the next thing she told me to ask, which he's already admitted to on the radio, so I can't say, he, it was, he admitted on an early date that he is a big fan of J-pop. That's just a fun fact, not even a question. But question number two is... Oh! Oh! <laughs> Question number two is, Rob has a very f- sick fascination with t-shirts. In fact, it takes up a lot of room in their home. Now, on a number between 1 and 20, how many drawers full of t-shirts does Dina say Rob has in Oh, my house? God. <laughs> because the number is a little bit larger than I think anybody would imagine. So, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, like, if I were to put all my... Like, I hang up all my clothes. So, if I were to put my t-shirts into a drawer... I'm gonna I'm gonna quadruple it. Rob has t-shirts hanging up, according to his. his he had t-shirts hanging up too. But yes, he, he all, all of my de- all of my Detroit t-shirts are all on hangers. However, uh, there are drawers on drawers on drawers, or the rappers would say stacks on stacks, stacks on stacks, <laughs> stacks in drawers. Stacks on stacks. I, I would I would say nine. I'll give you one in, between one and twenty. How many does Rob have? I'll give you I'll give you one either way. Because no, I'm, I'm gonna say nine. I'm gonna go with what you. Well, just guess, because it doesn't matter. Not Baker's like Dozen. 11, 12. 11? I'm going to go big. I'm going to say 16. Baker's Dozen, 13 for me. So, okay, this is where we need to confer as a team. You guys oh, no, no, no. Just... We, don't, we have no idea what the hell it is. So just, just <laughs> I'm, I'm, one I'm, of us no hopefully right. is right. Rob, do you want to tell them the answer? Because I know you know. Or Six. she does. 
She says you have nine drawers. Oh, nine. Six. Well, there's nothing. No, there's no T-shirts in the middle drawer. Hey, you can take this up with her. I'm just going off. Of there ain't nothing but draws in the middle drawer. <laughs> okay. You gotta get this resolved before Thursday. <laughs> if I just ruin a marriage, I'm, at, at least, at you, at least shed. I hope she's This is why I said GABF. What is going on? I hope she's listening. All right. Now. All right. Uh, so this is the part of the show where Rob can rejoin because. Uh, the other th- she didn't give me anything else. Or I didn't pry too hard. I, I can't was believe that just happened. Kind of sh- getting drunk that, yesterday. That. What's this deliciousness we're so, drinking exactly. right so now? So question three is always name that beer. Uh, love you, honey. So please uh, consume the beer, taste it. I gave you guys three cups. Um, taste it, talk about it. The rule is you have two guesses and one question to I decide. It was two for questions me. and one guess. That's why I said didn't I? You said two two guesses, one question. Okay. <laughs> Two questions. It used to be that one guess. Yeah. It did used so to be sample that. the beer. Talk about the beer. What does the beer taste like to you? Warm. What do you? Re- what does that beer remind you of? It's light. It's been in my trunk for two hours. You need to start putting this wine. in the fridge or something. It's, like, this is okay, fine. Room. We're not going to sneak in and look. We're not going to be like, oh you my could. god. No. It tastes like All warm right. Chardonnay mixed with a Budweiser. That's a avid description. I think it's a, a lager. Don't you, do you guys think it's a lager? The finish is like some like bad salsa. It tastes like nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. Like, like I absolutely taste nothing. It's like a side. It, it, it tastes. Like it's rinse, it's got to be something that was widely. Do we all each get a question? No, so no, we, we, all, we all get. Yeah, you get two questions. So, Give us something you think. Tell us. So in regards to the questions, like we had, there there was one question where I'm like, you know, all right, does one of the names of the beer have five letters? So we were trying to see if it was Bush or Light, something Light or Bush something. Or we had uh, four loco, and we're like, did this beer once have caffeine? That's, what that's, is this? That's like, okay. It's like a remixed version of the How I Met Your Mother theme song? It's the, it's the, it's the instrumental version, actually, yes. So, what do you guys taste? Tell me tell me about this nothingness, warm nothingness, Chardonnay. Threw me off. It honestly tastes like nothing. Like, I, I don't taste anything. I do get the the bit of the wine taste on the mm-hmm. back end, which yeah. it's very light though. Like if you put a chardonnay in there, if you rinsed out the <laughs> chardonnay bottle with water. <laughs> so, so you guys agree? It tastes yeah. like absolutely nothing with a yeah, little yeah. flavor. I, it's a lager, I think. You know, I can imagine the brewers just conceptualize and say, "I want a beer to taste like nothing." <laughs> And just mass produce. I want to meet the brewer that came up with this taste. And so, be like, oh, this is great. Clue, clue for the it. new guys. This is a beer that you will find in the single section of pretty much any party store. So you don't have to single like, section. you don't have to like, think of so it could it won't be anything. Be, it won't be like you know, it's a falling can. down harvest ale or something yeah. like that. So it's it could be, be a twelve, a twenty-four, a forty. It's tough when you drink it warm. Thirty-two. Because when you drink it warm, it's slightly. Yeah, no. Do you want me to go warm. get an ice cube for you? <laughs> no, it's okay. Rub it on my nipple? I got, I got oh. enough water oh, in this beer. Can <laughs> you do that for me? All right, what questions <laughs> should we ask? Uh, can, can you're always the captain of the question brigade? I know. I, I'm I'm definitely trying to think of a you're good... You're like the leader of the beer inquisition? A couple the questions inquis- come to mind. Is, <laughs> what, what do you got? Is whether he drank this in his fraternity in college. But, and, but, and the answer's probably yes. But and it's got to be a question that Matt Bush can answer. Well, that is a question. Yeah, that's for Matt. Uh, second question. No. I, I don't. We can decide what to ask, but is it a macro beer? Well, I, I think it's a macro it's beer. Definitely it's, a, it's definitely it's in a, a single macro section beer. at a party. So, so it's so yes to both of my yeah. initial questions. So I'm I'm to to be honest, I actually have a guess Ooh. that that. Oh. So I, I want to kind of like dig into it, but I honest to God think this is uh, natural light. That's, that's See, a, I was kind of going where it went. 
I was going in like that direction slash. I mean, I was trying to remember what old Milwaukee tastes. Matt's like. trying to no sell over there. It actually has more <laughs> flavor than a natty light. I think. I was thinking that too. I was like, oh. Matt's no selling now. We might be onto something. No, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. He got mad last week when we got when we caught well, him. First of all, you pulled that one out of your ass last week. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even think about the Coors family, and then you jumped on so, Not not fair. Somebody had an intel on that one. Somebody, so somebody had stolen that idea. So Natty Light is brewed by Anheuser-Busch. So we're not going to get into the details of the whole Sab Miller, Anheuser-Busch BS. Is this brewed by Anheuser-Busch? No. Oh, shit. Hmm. All right. This isn't the Miller Coors fucking bullshit. No, 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 no. So it's... it's I'd like to even like to put a stake in this one. This beer that I'm holding in my pocket was brewed by a direct competitor as an FU to one of the AB's ideas. Well, that takes oh, every damn. beer I know. I mean, it's, well, it's not yeah. Peach Pumpkin Ale. Is it the highlight? <laughs> no. the Miller it's not, highlight? It's not Beachwood Age, no. It's not Beachwood Age. Do you really think this is a highlight? No, but there was a beer highlife. made that I mean, made fun of Miller High Life. And I was thinking, but this this would have been made fun of uh, ABI product. Yeah. yeah. So this one well, maybe not to be made fun right. of, directly compete with and steal share from an ABI product. Right. Um, you know, if it was cold, the cups might have turned blue. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky the, the the cups didn't disintegrate based on the beer that's in my pocket right now. What the? Hell? Oh my like, god! Why are we drinking it? Because <laughs> we we let Matt get an entire segment to himself. Right, That's exactly, exactly why. It's a damn good content. segment, though. Oh, I, I, I agree. Mm. I have I drill I bring content. Okay, so we have we have another question. We have, we have another question. We have free thought between the the six of you. I'm putting on my question mask. So <laughs> Bush not it's it's not out of yeah I know really. <laughs> not sure. Michelob Ultra is an ABI product. Is Michelob an ABI? Michelob is is ABI. Fun fact, and this was going to be one of my questions. Michelob was first brewed by Scab Brewers, who were hired by Anheuser Busch when the uh, the brewers went on strike. Oh shit! And it was kept around because it was good beer. So it is it a Michelob is an AB product, and B you just learned a fun fact. Yeah. I did. Interesting. <laughs> I'm trying to think of top so beer. Miller Coors family. Is not AB right? Correct. In the in this in this line of questioning, yeah. we we directed it as Anheuser Busch, Anheuser Busch, not right. Miller Coors, Molson Coors, just strict Anheuser Busch. So anything in the Miller family, Coors family, Molson family, that is still on the table. It's a lot of options. Yeah. I know it. It's. A lot of options. I, <laughs> It's, it, it, it tastes like a frat party. Like, that's that's definitely a taste. Should we go with the, uh, is it, made, is it, can you buy it in a 40? Because that, no. would, that would eliminate a lot. You can't get. Did you guys see the post I put on the on the, on the Facebook page today? No. Keystone half barrels for $59.99. I, I saw that, yeah. How fantastic you can't, is that? You can't get things like Keystone. <laughs> well, we pulled Keystone last week. He's not going to have that this week. No, I mean, you. it could be. Like Milwaukee's best. Uh, that's really the only frat beer that I can think of that's it's not. It's been a while. I used to, I was but like, he wouldn't be able to find it in a store here, would he? No, oh, yeah, you could. Oh, to tell you the nerd in me, I used to drink Milwaukee's best while raiding playing WoW. So let's think about that. It can't. This, the, the magic hat that we've tasted. <laughs> 
that's not good that's been out of date for probably about a year now it tastes like licking a band-aid to be honest <laughs> so yeah the smell of a band-aid after it's no, like, like been on for or, three days oh, like oh, the taste of the better than when it's new the, the, <laughs> the, the taste of a band-aid like the adhesive part of a band-aid on your tongue is basically what this magic hat tastes like so if you ever find a presumably two-year-old magic hat uh, probably leave it on the shelf unless you like it. He's a band The walkie's so, best might be on the table at this, but it's been so long and this is warm. I can't tell. It's been years since. All right, I drank I'll, I'll just it. I'll just do this. You would not find this beer in a keg at a frat party. Oh shit! Then I have no clue. That's the last world thing. select. What is that? Shoot I don't know. What world. Oh. No, you will not find this not find <laughs> in a keg <laughs> at a frat oh, party. To be fair, I mean, I, it's a malt liquor, though. I actually, you won't find I'll, a keg of I'll, malt liquor. I'll go ahead and throw this out there. I, I'm about 99.9% sure that this beer is not available in keg. Let me makes it a malt liquor. I think so, too. All right, hold on. I got an idea. What's a light Always 40? cheating. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm just making sure it's not an AB product. That's the only thing that I'm doing is making sure it's not an AB product. There's nothing we can look up that would be cheating. There's no way we'd be able to look it up. Malt liquor can make sense with the wine taste. Yeah, but what's a light? A light 40. 40. It's not available in 40s. So I'll give you that one, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know you guys are struggling. Wait, the malt liquor and it's not available. Is, is it... Ch- Okay, is Schlitz, Schlitz available in 40s? Yeah. Okay, never mind then. Schlitz, Schlitz Bull, and Schlitz Bull Ice are all in 40s. Well, oh, there, there goes well, my idea. Well, wait, yeah, because if it's not 40s, then that pretty much takes out Molson's as well. Damn, I have no idea. He might have stumped us. For yeah, the he, he might have stumped us. So let's 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 get a second time. question. We can get a second question in there. Yeah. So let's let's I, see I if we can. I never doubt you guys because you always pull this out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so here's here's here here's definitely the question that we're we're gonna have to ask just because it's going to either group it in one category or another. Is it a Miller Coors product? I'm gonna consult. I'm gonna <laughs> oh wow! Oh, wow, he's got to go to Wikipedia Ooh. on that. Well, one. no, because. I, I've been stumped twice saying it wasn't like the Alaskan times. And who's known about the Alaskan times? Zone? Everyone that, that studied geography. I actually got that question right. I listened to that podcast. I, I did not know that. He totally was. threw us off with that. Like, uh, but that was the, 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 the Corona Extra. Does it have five letters in it? No. Well, no, the so same thing. He corona. said it wasn't in the Pacific Times. Time it, it was, was in the in Pacific, Pacific Times. Time <laughs> and it's not a fucking Alaska. So, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to backtrack here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on! Look, oh, uh, maybe not. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia page. Okay, at least the for the beer. Yes. Well, uh, for the beer the, we're drinking for the brewer. Okay. okay. It says ex brewer in 1995 was purchased by Belgian brewer Interbrew. However, it says in the United States, ex brand beers are sold under ex USA, which has been fully independent. So. I'm going to say no to both of the questions that you posed to me. So bought by a Belgian. It was InBev before InBev was AB. Does that, does that, yeah, does I that make that? Two, I understand. Are those it's, two it's not, it's not, so it's, it's not any major, it, the, the only thing that could be macro in the United States is PAPS. That's not PBR. It's not PBR, but I'm saying PAPS is the company, yeah. not PAPS is the, the beer itself. So it. That's that's why I was leaning towards Schlitz, but Dan says Schlitz can be found in 40s. So I'm trying to think. It's, it's got to be something. 
It's got to be something American. It's got to be something that's that's brewed by PBR. Well, it was. P- Can I just say, <clears throat> disappointingly, you're completely missing, and you're you're using the red and blue, and not even looking at the yellow. Is this a Romanian flag? I'm <laughs> a little confused. I I, I don't out. have a guess. I'm out. I am out. Do you guys have a guess? I don't at this point. I'm lost. I don't know. Modelo? That's where I'm at now. I have no idea. Don't Modelo? Yeah. Let's do Modelo. Survey says it's blue. Labatt Royale. Oh, my, oh God. my God. You didn't Royale? even think of Labatt. Oh, my God. Royale is the high ABV. I wouldn't so, have thought it would have oh, been that like flavorless. Yeah. No, it's the high ABV version of Labatt Blue. Wow. That's good job, man. You didn't even think of Labatt when it came to No, because it was too it was Uh, too light. It was too I would not have thought anything in regards to That was a good one. Yeah, good job. I can't let my brother my brother is a huge Labatt fan, so I gotta make sure he doesn't listen to this. You wanna take this to him? (laughs) All right. It's actually Labatt Blue Royale Light. (laughs) The Bat Blue. He doesn't drink light actually. All right, so uh Rob, you're back in. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, speaking of Pabst, in 1940s, the Pabst Brewery did a survey, or did a study, rather, which was, what is the best package of beer for a wife to take home to her husband? And this is a multiple-choice question, and this was a legitimate study. Is the best package for a wife to carry home to her husband a 6, 12, 18, or 24 pack? Ken? I would say 6. Wait, wait, wait. Why did we get to me? <laughs> Hold on a second. I don't know how I should take that one. <laughs> Ouch. Ken, when you go, Too home, soon. Husband, Too soon. When you go home to your husband, Ken, what, what, oh. what do you oh. prefer to carry? I, oh. That's how I took it. I'm wow. Ow. Dude. I'm going to go cry into a corner now. You guys are assholes. <laughs> That's cold. There is no safe space here. There is no safe space. I'm going to say six pack and I'm going to not listen to you guys. What was the highest option? I go 26, 12, 18, 24. I go at 24 because, yeah. That would have been my guess. I think EMBC. I think it's six. If you sent your wife in the 40s out to go get you beer, <laughs> would you expect her to bring home a six? So 40s post-war or during? It just said in 1940s. 12 pack. Post-war oh, because they think they're all hardcore. Make them go get the biggest thing possible. Well, they're not bringing 40s no. home. So. I think well, six. 40s didn't exist. That's what I'm saying. Get the 24. My wife would come up with a growler, I'm pretty sure. All right, Rob, we don't have an answer from you. We have one from Ken. We have one from Dane. You have one for, for me, 24. Too. Yeah. So we have six, 24, and six. 12 pack for me. In, anybody, we have 12 pack. Anybody who's doing the grocery shopping at home is looking at doing things economically. And if see, they'll probably see that 24 pack is cheaper. Coming out of the depression. What was the question? They're looking at everything else. Okay. So question was, again. In 1940s, Paps Brewery did a, did a study which found the best package for a wife to carry home to her husband was a six pack, a 12 pack, an 18 pack, or a 24 pack. For, best for who? For the wife to carry home to the husband. Like it was easiest for her oh, to carry. Like, 24 oh, packs are really heavy. Women empowerment in the yeah. 40s. Think about it. So we've that. got 6, 24. 6. 6. 12. 12. 4 and 12. Oh, you're switched to 12 pack. Okay. No, I'm going to stick with 24. 24. So we, got, so we have three 24s, two 6s, and a 12. Does anybody want to change their answer? <laughs> no. Because we need, we need no. a collective answer. Okay. 
Well, then the, those of you who said six are correct. Thank you. It's weak. A woman in the 40s, she's not strong. Because women are weak. Bullshit, because they were working in like the hey. steel plants and stuff <laughs> during the war. Exactly. So, no, they're Coming not out of the weak. Depression. They ran the country. They just got making engines for the war. Yeah, they were. They ran the <laughs> they country. And then made point. engines for the other war. They riveted. Well, hold on. <laughs> the 40s say, was the riveters carrying two kegs home. Yeah. All right, All question right. number five. True or false? This is a true or false. Okay. I did some research. Honeymoon. It's a, it's a great thing, apparently. Al- along with paying a dowry. Wow. <laughs> Don't hit me. Whoa, blows. <laughs> Don't hit me. My God. <laughs> in ancient Viking <laughs> times. In ancient Viking times, along with paying a dowry, a man was to pay his father-in-law a month worth of mead, which was... Honey fermented, price. really for thirty price. days for a month. So oh. honey month, which turned into honeymoon. So is this true or false? False. Oh. This is the way that's. Fuck, I don't know. I'm not a fucking. Quite a man, I know everything about Scandinavian well, you came and Viking. Back, okay, you went to Iceland. You came back. You're closer to Viking. You know. You know the funny thing is, I've told you I've flown from there. I haven't told you a damn thing I did, there, which is oh. the funniest part about it. But oh, he flew from there. That's why it's even funnier. Did I tell you I went to Florida a couple weeks ago? Yeah, and you failed. Here you go, have so. an elephant. I don't need an elephant. I'm gonna go That's with true. For next year. So, honeymoon was because I already of, said false. The fifteen years, month. damn years later, was it? Because, along with paying a dowry, a man was required to pay his father a month's worth of mead. Being a honey beverage, it was the honey month. Is that true or false? We have a true, we have a false. We have four more true or falses to get to decide whether we are true or false. False. I want to say false. It's a very creative thing to make up. Uh, I'm going to say true. Dan, do you want to contribute? Yeah. Damn Vikings are kind of weird. I say true. <laughs> so we have a three on three tie. We need someone has to vote. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I got a vote in from my phone. Somebody texted me. Who? Oh, who? Is this is a tuna liquor. Oh, uh, one of our sponsors over at M59 in Rochester Road. You Go check them out. Your damn Jack phone. and Gus. I actually saw Gus last night. Uh, saw Getting Jack as well. What's that? Getting shit faced, probably. Oh no, it was both at Zatuna Liquor in huh. Rochester Hills. <laughs> south Ken of drives thirty miles south of south of fifty nine. Ken drives thirty Road. miles to the liquor store. I was at Muldoon's already, so like you know, is the easy. roof back on? the The roof of Muldoon's is back on. Okay. So uh, Jack said false. Jack says false. Okay. The answer is false. It, actually, the father in law would pay the son in law for with. 30 days worth of mead, <laughs> thus calling it the honey month to get his daughter knocked up. So in a sense, it is false, but at the same rate, it would be the father-in-law would be obliged to give the son-in-law 30 days worth of mead. So sign me up for ancient Viking yeah. marital problems because I would like <laughs> to have... Well, not problems. <laughs> if you have 30 days worth of mead, mead... You don't have any problems. I, I might have a little bit too much mead and maybe cause a problem. <laughs> you may cause a problem, I might but take, you have no problems to start. You have all the damn mead. I might take my pants off inappropriately. <laughs> I might... I might. I don't think they wore pants back then. You so really I think don't you, seem I'm, like I'm, the type of person that would have any issue taking your pants off in any situation. And you are correct. That is answer number six. That is correct. Answer number, number six. Five questions with Matt Bush. Answer number six, Rob Gitz. I would wear not pants, yes. All right. So as we uh, finish up for the day, how can they find EMBC? Eastern Market Brewing Comp- Brew Company. Brew Company. 
Brewing company. Brewing company, brew company, either. Bueller. Uh, so we do have a Facebook page now. It's about two weeks old. Eastern Market Brewing. Uh, Instagram, same thing, Eastern Market Brewing. I think we have a Twitter now, too. We do have a Twitter. EMBC Tweets. Tweets. Yeah, and our website is eastermarket.beer. Easter market that So, and you, nice. again, you said you are going to do an event in the next couple weeks. Please tell us about that and where we can find you again. Yeah, so October 22nd. After the Fall after Beer Festival. After the Fall Beer Festival, we'll stop by, check out the space. We'll have be selling merchandise. We'll have some free beer. Music starts at 6.30. Yep, we got so where are you by. located? We are at 2515 uh, Riapel. So, we're just behind the cultivation station straight from Shed 2. Nice. Works for me. I'm excited. I'm going to be there on Saturday. You will. Uh, well, I'll probably. Be there. You're coming from a Halloween party. Remember? Oh, well, yeah, that's going to be like probably 20 hours of straight drinking. Oh, no, at least 30 hours. Of I'm straight sure drinking. I'll be joining you. On uh, Saturday by the way, Tan, I am having a Halloween party. I I don't have you on Facebook because you're not on Facebook. I, oh, Ken has said yes, he will be there. Um, Dibs Harambe, so don't come dressed <laughs> as a gorilla. <laughs> But if if you and Ken would like Did, to show Oh, I posted that in our hip chat, the, the sexy Harambe yeah. costume if, that if you, you should get. If I'm you in. show up in a female Harambe costume, I might not have guests. It would just be me and you in a drinking. So wow. please don't dress as wow. a sexy wow. Harambe. Don't worry, I will not dress as this sexy Harambe. This is an Harambe. off-show conversation. But I, I will dress as John Cena just for you. You can't see me. <laughs> so you With guys my- are going to be open Friday, Saturday? For the fall beer well, works, just, just Saturday. Saturday. Just Saturday. Saturday. Okay. We will be at the event both days, though. So yep, you'll be wearing merchandise to see a big elephant come say hi. What are you next to? Remind everybody. Uh, Eating Butcher's End. Your, your neighbor is the distillery. The Butcher's End. Yeah, and neighbor. the distillery. Oh, dis- d- Detroit yeah. City Distillery, right down the street. So if yeah. you're if you're at Detroit Distillery, come and uh, get a beer instead. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us and, here. And at, get a cocktail. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's going to do it for us here at the Better on Draft podcast. No matter what you think of your beer, we think... It's better on draft. <laughs>